Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Morning, Alan. How are you? I'm Grand Nile. Um, yours is a, quite an interesting story. Tell us about when you were first diagnosed with this chronic illness and uh, then we'll go into the whole area of, of, of organ donor awareness. Yeah, so it was uh, about 2005 and I was going for a works um, medical and I was found to have extremely high blood pressure. So... I was medically investigated and my sister had previously been diagnosed with a condition called polycystic kidney disease. So that was one of the first things that they looked at. So they did a simple kidney ultrasound and that confirmed that I had polycystic kidney disease. So had you determined even at this stage that it was hereditary, it was in the family? Well, we knew that it was hereditary, but I suppose like a lot of things, I was trying to keep my head down and hope that it had missed me. Uh, say my sister had it there was my it was unclear as to where it had come from it was known to be a, an inheritable condition it's the most common inheritable condition relating to kidney disease in Ireland but my father had died young at about the age of 43 and my mother is alive and well we weren't sure where it came from right. so we investigated and sure enough it was polycystic kidney disease so, do you know before how co- how common it was then? How, how, what you're ex- describing to me, is it now quite common or is it rare? It, it would be considered a rare disease, but it is the most common inheritable kidney disease. So, there's probably only about a thousand people in Ireland that have this condition, hmm. but it is the most significant one. And as I say, it has a, a 50% in chance of being inherited. So how has your own kidney function declined then over the years? And, and so, where do you stand now? Yeah, so in 2005, my kidney function was close to normal. But it was expected to de- deteriorate. There's no effective treatment for, for polycystic kidney disease. So by 2019, it had deter- deteriorated continuously, despite medication, despite looking after my, height, uh, my, sorry, my diet and my uh, general health. So that by 2019, I was having conversations regarding dialysis and getting listed for a transplant. So you are hooked up to a machine every night, is it? Is, is the machine in your own home? Yeah, so I'm doing peritoneal dialysis, which right. is a home-based system. And that uh, runs every night. It's a gentler form than the hemodialysis that people are most commonly familiar with. Yeah, better simplify that for me now. If for anyone else who, like me, is a bit confused. Right. Yeah. So hemodialysis is the traditional dialysis where patients go to the hospital so many times a week and that's a, it, it filters the blood. So the kidneys aren't working, so the blood gets filtered through a machine, hmm. three, usually three days a week, sometimes more. So what I'm doing is, it is, is, and I'm one of around 250 people in the country that's doing peritoneal dialysis. Yeah. That's a more gentler form of dialysis which uses fluids to, to dialyse you. Um, I connect up to the machine for nine hours every night. Wow. Seven nights a week. Uh, you would be forgiven for thinking that this is limiting in your day-to-day life, but by all accounts, I'm led to believe for you, it's not. You don't let it get you down. No, I, I suppose I am lucky um, in that I have generally, otherwise, very good health. Um, yeah. So I take it you sleep during the nine hours? Yeah, I sleep. Yeah. Well, I sleep for for most of those nine hours, um, which you know allows me, I suppose, in some ways to relax and, and, and whatever. But it is very restrictive, so I do have to go to bed at half nine every night in order to be up for seven o'clock every morning for work. Mm. Um, and it is restrictive. Like if the boys, I have three teenage boys, and if they have matches or anything else, 
I have to be I'm out of there at half nine Has it affected them? Uh, well, they're fully aware of my condition. They uh, they understand. But they're clear on. at the moment. They, they're clear. Yeah. yeah, we haven't looked into it. I mean, they're healthy, normal uh, kids. We're hoping that they, it'll that'll bypass them. Um, mm. But it's something that we're very conscious of, and we're probably going to have to look into it in the f- okay. near future. Yeah, because we we did mention earlier that the disease is hereditary. So, can you test for it? Can there is genetic testing, but it's generally not done that often because if it's a simple ultrasound will will confirm it right um there are different types you can get into but generally it yeah. isn't under, it's generally not recommended for genetic testing unless there's a question mark over the diagnosis ultimately you want a transplant is that right yeah i mean i am living with it it is i am certainly i'm working full-time but i am more tired my life is more restricted my diet is extremely restricted um there's more things I can't do than I can, but those that I can do, I try to do it the best I can. Yeah. What would it mean to you if you got the transplant? If I got a transplant, it would mean freedom. Yeah. And, I mean, dialysis is great. It's a life-saving treatment, but it doesn't really replace the kidney. Mm. So there are long-term effects of being on dialysis on the body. It takes a toll on your general health. Yeah. Um, so it would mean freedom. It would mean a hope of uh, a longer and more healthy life and and... Uh, yeah, freedom from a lot of the restrictions of being on. Any indication that there could be a match for you? Have you have you come close even at this? No, stage? there's no. You're on a waiting list. We're told when you go on the waiting list that it could be anywhere between three weeks and three months, or four years, or five years. Mm. It's it, it's very open. There isn't an a list as such. It's very randomised, so it really depends yeah. on your tissue type and so forth. So you could get a call at any time. Um, Usually with kidney transplants, you get a call and that's it. You have to go. You have to be in the hospital in three hours. Yeah. Look, it, it, wonderful for you to pop in and say hello to us. Ballandagan, you're a Roscommon man originally, but you're living in the Ballandagan area. Yeah. And you, you've made Wexford your home. Most importantly of all, years ago, you, you did invite you to carry an organ donator card. But nowadays, do you have it on your phone or what's the position? If anyone wants to become an organ donor, how easy is it? Well, you can get an organ donation card if you go onto the Irish Kidney Association that's ika.ie you can download a card there is an app on the uh, Google or Apple store which you can also download you can also get a, a code if you're getting your, renewing your driver's license you can get a code put 115 on your driver's license that informs yeah. people that you can but the most important thing that you need to do is to actually discuss it with your family because the, the, and the, the, the theme of this year's Organ Donation Awareness Week is to not leave your family in doubt. Well, you certainly have whetted people's appetites to be more aware of this. That is for sure, because uh, I, th- I don't think I've ever heard anyone quite as frank and as open the way you've described it. But most importantly of all, positive. You, you, you seem to me to be extremely positive about the whole thing and hopeful. Yeah, hope is a huge part of my life and I, I am generally of a, a positive disposition anyway Yeah. Um, but I think you have to be um, I think certainly when you're living with a chronic illness you have to have hope um, you have to have hope for better days and, and also try to make the best of what you have at the same time. Thanks for sharing your story with us Niall. No problem, it's a pleasure. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix Chat, News and Your View. Alan Corcoran